You're listening to After Hours Conversations with Veronica, brought to you by Veronica Lane Consulting, LLC. Welcome to After Hours Conversations with Veronica. I'm so excited to introduce our special guest. Her name is Cadian Peinado. She's the founder of Epiphany Relationship and Family Counseling. She is a licensed professional counselor and an approved clinical supervisor, ACS. She earned her Bachelor's of Science in Psychology and Psychiatric Rehabilitation at Keene University. She earned her Master's of Arts degree in Community and Agency Counseling at Keene University. Kadian has over 18 years experience working with adults and adolescents in various settings, including crisis intervention services, in-home therapy, intensive outpatient, and traditional outpatient. Kadian has experience with strengthening families, youth development, anger management, trauma, parenting skills, adoption, LGBT, gambling, and building strong relationships. See, most people only think of project management within the scope of what they're used to, what they're used to seeing, the conversations that they're used to having. But mental health is so important. How we navigate all of the stressors that we experience during the course of a day impacts not only us, but who we're supporting. So it is my absolute honor to introduce you to Kadian. Welcome. Hi, Monica. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today. This is something that, as I mentioned prior, this is something that I get to do. That's, right. that, that's why it's called After Hours. It is after hours. I just want to hear more about what you do and how that ties into project management. So if you would, please share a little bit more about yourself. Please do. Okay, so you gave a great intro. So I'm pretty covered in a lot of areas, right? (laughs) So I've been in the field for, like you said, over 18 years. Um, I'm currently a licensed professional counselor, actively um, counseling age groups from five to 99, you'll say, right? So I counsel all age groups, nationalities, different family settings, um, individual therapy, group therapy. So I'm pretty invested and passionate about my field um and along with that I also um, run my own mental health agency oh wow and how long have you had the agency uh I started uh believe 2016 so about four years now yeah four years wow wow now when I read your bio I saw something that stood out to me. It, well, it, that. it was tied to crisis. Yeah. At one point in time, I was asked to be 
the person on the phone. So I live in the Tampa Bay area and we have a lot of bridges here. So there is this phone on the bridges. I think of it as almost like an an Obi-Wan Kenobi. (laughs) And they're able to reach out to Mm Obi-Wan and they wanted me to be Obi-Wan. Now, Mm. I don't have that chip. I wanted that chip, but I don't have that chip. Tell me how, when, when you're working with people who you know really need your assistance or something not so fantastic might happen, how have you been able to work with that for yourself, understanding that you're helping others, but how have you figured out how to help yourself? Wow. All right. Let me just get a clarity on the question. Are you asking, how do I practice self-care while being in such a emotionally driven field? Is that what you're asking? Yes, definitely. So of course it takes time to learn that, right? So of course I will be lying to tell you in the beginning of my career that I just knew self-care. No, burnout is real in my career, right? However, you do have to start practicing what you preach. So a lot of times with my clients, I do preach a lot of self-care, whatever that looks like for them. And so I practice that as well, because if I'm not good, I can't offer anything to them. So my self-care could look like literally just sitting on the sofa doing anything, nothing at all, (laughs) brainless activities, doing things like arts and crafts with my daughter, um, it just means anything, anything that just give me back my time, mm-hmm. um, allow me to reset and regroup because that's important. Um, that way I can offer a lot more to my clients. So I do self-care and I do it a lot more now because especially with all that's going on in, in the world, my, my clientele are pretty heavy. So mm-hmm. I do have to take a lot of time to meditate and work on, you know, being reset and realigned so that I can be assistance to the clients I serve. Oh my goodness. Now you mentioned meditation. Mm-hmm. Do you do it in the morning or in the afternoon? Well, I actually do it any time of the day, I'll be honest with you. I, I really just started adding that to um, my regiments of things to do to relax myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so if it's literally in the middle of the day, I just recently got myself a singing bowl. I love oh, that. Oh, nice. <laughs> like not everyone enjoys it, but I like it. I like the vibration of it. I like the sound of it. Mm-hmm. So I can actually meditate in between clients. Like if I have a heavy, if it was a heavy case and, you know, it's a heavy session is what I, I guess is the best to describe it. Mm-hmm. I'll get my singing bowl. I keep it close to my desk and I'll just give myself a moment um, to regroup because that's important for me. So I don't have a set time. I try to do it before bed. I try mm-hmm. to do it in the morning, but I do it as needed, to be honest with you. I love that. I love that. And I know that a lot of our listeners are, are also trying to figure out, well, how how can I do self-care? So the, So it feels as if you actually gave us permission 
to do it any time of the day that we need it. Right. Right. I love that. The thing about it is having a headache, right? Most people do take over-the-counter medication, right? Mm-hmm. So think about it. If you have a headache, you're not going to wait to take care of the headache. Mm-hmm. You kind of just get a leave or whatever medication or whatever you need to do rest in the moment to get rid of the headache. So it's the same concept. If you're feeling burned down and you're feeling wore down and you just need to regroup and re- need to reset, why wait? Mm-hmm. Just do it. I love that. I love that. And and thank you for that. Not just for the listeners. I care about y'all too. But um uh for me too, because I'm running projects. So when right. when we think about your caseload or the type of work that you need to do during your day. When did you find right. out that you were actually running projects? When, when well, did that light bulb? I'm going to be honest with you, Veronica. I didn't realize I was running projects until I met you. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I, I mean, I had leadership roles in college. I had leadership roles in my career before I started working on my own. And when we met and we start talking, I start learning more about your field. I'm like, oh, so pretty much everything I do is a project. And <laughs> I purchased your book. I read your book. And I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> so Veronica is on my desk because then it's also a guide for me. Because um, every little aspect of my life, even if I'm, you know, I'm a mom um, and she's a whole project herself. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. Even the activities in her life is a project. So I was like, wow, Veronica, that's something here because it's a project. So I didn't learn that everything I do is a project until I met you. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Well, and not not knowing it didn't mean that you weren't doing it. No. Right? I just didn't, yeah, I just didn't know that it was a project that... Mm-hmm. So that that would lead me to believe that you've organically put together systems for yourself. Right. What does that kind of look like? As far as um, my work, like my, as far as what? Well, as as far as work, it, it, it could be, you had said that your daughter is, is a project. Oh. Right. Um, I would say that everything that we do has some sort of project element tied to it. And the reason why I say that and and I heartfelt believe that is because we are usually usually fixing something. That's all project management is. Right. We have a focus. There is some sort of a goal that we want to get to, and it's right. a way of processing that so that we don't forget anything, right? So Perfect. some of us have um, notebooks and we jot things down in, in those notebooks. Um, sometimes we might put something in an org chart and instead of it saying CEO up at the top, we might say whatever name of that project that we chose to give it and then walk through all of those steps. Um, We in project management, of course, have different methodologies. A lot of us took that test that was dizzying. (laughs) 
I don't mind <laughs> saying that. Like I said, this is after hours with me. You get the behind <laughs> the scenes. But since you didn't have that part of things and you were working through what works best for you. Right. What did How you come up with? with? So my approach to project is what I hear you asking, right? How did I approach it? Mm-hmm. So basically with a lot of flexibility, right? Because I had to go with, like I had a common goal, whatever the project is, whether it's in my business or if it's projects that, you know, around the house, mm-hmm. around, you know, with my daughter, whatever. I always have a goal, but I always try to be as flexible as possible to reach that goal. I think mm-hmm. in your book, you called it like, something similar. I remember reading it and I was like, okay, that's a way I approach it. Like agile. um, Right. Right. Yes. Yes. So I more identify with that approach because I was like, okay, everything I do, I have to save wiggle room Mm because there's always things that might pop up. There's things that you have to change in the moment. There's a path that you're taking and you're like, "Uh Oh, this is not going to work. And you have to be able to be flexible, but stay on task, right? Does that make sense? So that's pretty much how I approach things when it comes to projects. Be as flexible as possible, but stay on task to meet that goal. Now, does your daughter help you do things too? Yes. So she, when it comes, so my daughter, I, you know, I mentioned to you before, my daughter, um, I helped her open her own business this year, right? Her lip balm business. So Please that's a talk about it really, really quick. Tell me about the lip balm. So she had she went to a um, online business class for children, a week long camp, and she created a product and she wanted to do a natural lip balm made with all natural flavors. She did not want any chemicals, anything like that. So that was a project on its own, right? And her business is. Fl- <laughs> Now you can you you can tell that I have used it so much that whatever was here is worn away. I don't mind. I'm not shy. I'm gonna need to place another order shortly. Please tell your daughter that this is everything. Thank you. <laughs> And she's very like she's my boss when it comes to that, right? I do all the 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 making sure that everything is in place and teach her along the way, and that's what makes it a whole project. She created the name Flow Healthy on her own, the design, the what she the ingredients, and everything. So that was a big project for us, and we still run that project because you have to run your business. Mm-hmm. Um, so she helps me with that. We organize things in our home, and she helps with that. So have to make everything a project right because then she needs a goal and when she has goals she's a little more motivated mm-hmm. so pretty much running my household is a project <laughs> <laughs> I'd agree I'd agree I'd agree and and what's so fantastic about that is mm-hmm. that when when we teach people in the beginning it's we are putting together a foundation for them Right. They might deviate from that, but they still have what that baseline is. Correct. And and you doing that for her is setting her up for so much success. So I think that's absolutely fantastic. And then over time, you might 
introduce some vocabulary words in there. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, you know, all, all these things that we have have been doing when we've been mapping all these things out. It's actually right. called a work breakdown structure, honey. You have been putting together a work breakdown structure and you're awesome at it without even knowing but the name of it was. So I think that's so fantastic. I love it. Yeah, yeah. And she's pretty good at running her project. She's a boss. Mm-hmm. She's a bossy can. <laughs> <laughs> and she is her own project manager. Cause you see, I was thinking that she was on your team, but I was wrong. <laughs> You're actually. Her team member, <laughs> and she's the project manager. See how that flipped? Well, <laughs> that's the best. Sometimes she's a wonderful boss, and sometimes she's just not. She's <laughs> <laughs> sounds sounds like real life to me. Right, <laughs> like real life to me. Well, I love right. that. So that that being said. Are there any productivity tips that you could share that have helped you? I think over the years, what I've learned um, to like have a, I can't say stress-free because it's not going to be stress-free, but when you're running projects, time management is important. That's what I've learned, right? Mm -hmm. Um, To make sure that you're meeting deadlines and you're creating realistic deadlines. Um, you're not saying, oh, in two days, I'm going to have the whole thing done. You're literally giving yourself realistic deadlines and managing that time well, right? Mm-hmm. And the other thing that I, you know, as a mental health professional, I always think you need to take mental health days. Okay. If, you know, as your project is going, if it's becoming overwhelming, you need to take a break. You need to step back. You need to be able to say, okay, I need to regroup. Let me take a mental health day. Let me not even think about this project. Because once you rest, you're able to come back with a clearer mind, clearer views, and you're able to tackle your project the way you want to tackle it, right? Mm-hmm. So those are the two things I would say. Time management and just making sure you're taking care of your mental health in the process. I love it. I love it. Now, are are you a techie person or do you write you said no (laughs) like no veronica no 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 okay understood understood which is which is also good right for a long time i didn't put anything in my electronic calendar because it felt like it was hidden away right I want to see it, right? Right. When it comes to, because you brought up calendar, I'm thinking when we first started getting smartphones and they started being a little touchscreeny and whatever, everyone's like, oh, put your stuff in your calendar on your phone. That's the way to be. And I promise you on like two or three occasions, I don't know how I did it, but I will put all my stuff in there and I'm like, yay, I'm with time. And it got erased. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know how, but from then I'm back to paper and pen. <laughs> I understand. You you are not the only one, Katie. You are not the only one at all, at all. So with what you do, 
And I'm sure it'll probably feel like to a lot of the listeners that I have a tendency to have a lot of ladies on. So fellas, if you want to be on the podcast, you just let me know. But until then, I have ladies. I have ladies. Are you feeling any gender bias in your profession? Um, no, not really. So my profession has actually, hmm, my profession is it's a lot better. It's a lot better. Let me not say that. There's not a lot of male therapists as there as there are female therapists, right? So I do feel like if it comes down to it, a less qualified male therapist would get a position before I would because mm-hmm. I'm like, they're like unicorns in the field, mm-hmm. right? So that I haven't experienced that at all, but I do know, I have male therapists as friends and I do know that in certain environments, they're more valuable and I get it, right? I get it. And you can get a female therapist anywhere, <laughs> but male okay. therapists are a little harder. But I haven't experienced like, so I got looked over for a job because the male therapist got a, got the opportunity and I didn't. I, didn't, I never experienced that, but I just know in the field in general, there's a lot more female therapists than male therapists. And and I it's so funny that that you would say that because I I'm basing what I know. I'm not saying that it's correct. Right. So give me a little bit of grace. But it's from TV. And right. and on TV, at least these shows that I watch, I tend to see men with a clipboard. And does that right. couch really exist? Well, in my office, it does. <laughs> <laughs> because they're all yeah. lean, lean back, you know, and he's writing. And, and you know, what is that joke? Tell me about your mother. You know, one of those types of things. And I would, I would think that even in my thought process, while... I'm having those conversations because I'm I'm fixing something then too, right? Right. So am I wrong in saying just having those conversations, you're navigating a project? Would that be valid? So we will, of course, we wouldn't call it a project, right? Not to their face. <laughs> Ever, but see, you know all of the proper words. I'm a regular lay person. You know, I might not have all of the vocabulary, but I know you do. Yeah, we'll call it treatment. (laughs) You'll never tell someone you're just a project. Like. Woo. Uh, yeah, a treatment plan is a project, technically. Yeah, it is. It is. Because you're literally managing that person's emotions and trying to get them from point A to point B, right? Treatment plan has objectives and has goals. That's what a project has. <laughs> it, it sure is. It, it right. sure is. Now, with, with a project, we also have what we call... The definition of done. Good. 
How okay. will I know that we've actually reached the end point? Is, is that something that you would share with them? Or is it something that your, your client or your patient would tell you, I think we're finished? What does that look like? So basically, um, like I mentioned before, a treatment plan. So a treatment plan, you're usually doing them in three-month increments, right? And in between those three months, you do a reflection and say, hey, let's see what progress we're making. Let's see how we can move forward. And sometimes even, and that's why the flexibility piece happened, because from the first two sessions, you're having a conversation about what the needs are and um, how we're going to go about meeting these needs, right? And getting to these goals. But halfway through, you might discover, uh-oh, this plan makes doesn't make sense anymore because there's other issues that we didn't think about from the beginning. So once you get to a goal for those three months, say things go smoothly and you get to those goals and you meet those goals, if the client wants to continue because there's other things to work on, mm-hmm. then you continue. But if not, that's the end of it, right? You do a trans, you do a discharge. And not that they can never call you again, but once you work through everything you need to work through, and if you feel you're okay, then you discharge. So that will be the end. I understand. Yeah. So it so it, it sounds like you all are in agreement of what that end is. Would, right. would that be accurate? Right. And the end looks different for everyone. You know that, right? Because everyone's everyone's situation is different. So the end can literally mean I need to refer you somewhere else mm-hmm. for further um, evaluation. Or it could simply mean you're doing great. Let's just have a maintenance plan. Or we're pretty done. Let's discharge, right? Mm-hmm. So it all depends on what like what the goals are and, and the progress and what you agree upon with your client. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. So I, I, I do want to ask you something that could potentially feel uncomfortable, but we're among friends. (laughs) We're among friends. So is there a time when you feel as though you failed at a project that you failed as a project leader? Yeah. Ever happened? You're like, no, Veronica. <laughs> Never. <happened> a lot. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Especially just now how I view projects and understand that mostly everything that I was doing in my career was a project, right? Or, yeah. So I remember one time, though, I was the coordinator of the crisis unit, and one of our jobs were a part of our job description was to provide um, like presentations to the public. Mm. And, you know, I'm like, I've been doing this crisis work for a while. I get it. I got this. No big deal. So I didn't prepare for it. Ooh. I didn't. I went because I was full of myself and I thought I just knew what I was doing. And um, yeah, it showed that I didn't prepare. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't expect the questions that was coming my way. I thought it was going to just be a, kind of like a just an informative kind of presentation. I didn't expect all these questions to be that I needed. I was going to be 
needed to be prepared to answer. Mm -hmm. So it just looked like a hot mess, in my opinion, anyway. Um, I went, I just kind of, you know, gave whatever answers I could. But I felt like it was a failure because I was not prepared at Mm -hmm. all. And and you can tell. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it wasn't filmed, though, was it? No. (laughs) Okay. Well, then it was lies, lies and propaganda then. You were absolutely fantastic. But if you could have done it again, what do you think would have changed? Um, Actually, just being more prepared, doing some more research. Um, The topic, I thought I had enough knowledge and I didn't. And there was a lot more to the topic. And, you know, just being respectful of people's time. Because if this was a community event and... So that means people are taking time out of their schedule to come to this presentation Mm. to gain something from the presentation. And I felt like I didn't offer enough. Right. So if I could have done that differently, I definitely did more research just to be more respectful that people actually come to see this presentation. Mm -hmm. Understood. Understood. I always say, even if it's one person. Right. Even even if it's one person, I am going to give them everything. I, I am giving them full on right. Veronica so that right. they can tell others she did the full thing and it was just me in there. It was just me. That's right. That, mm-hmm. Is, mm-hmm. that is wonderful. Okay. So I want to know what's your view on training? Do you do you think it's something that should be done? Do you think that, you know, at, at some point you actually know what you need to know? Um, what do you think about it? What is your view on training? So training, okay, so as a therapist, right, the, it's important for me to continuously train, right? I need to continue. So let me just clarify, are you asking Giving the training or receiving training? Receiving. Okay, yeah. So just want to make sure. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So as a therapist, I am forever getting involved in training. First of all, for our continuing education, we have to do X amount of hours to renew our license anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, So training is important because things evolve yearly. You know, the population we serve, changes, the different stressors, the different traumas that happen around us, we have to be knowledgeable of whatever the changes are happening in the world. So it's important for me. I think training is, it's it's a must. Mm-hmm. If to answer your question, training is a must. You should receive ongoing training, regardless of what it is, learn different areas about your field, learn different areas um, about things outside of your field, even just so you're knowledgeable about just different people in different aspects of the world. So I agree with training all the way. Okay. And this is when you get to ask me questions. I'm not saying try to <laughs> try to take me out, out of my game. I'm just kidding. I can answer whatever questions that you have for me. You have a certified project management professional in your midst. What wow. do you want to know? So one of my one question that I would love to know because you have the best stories, of course, because <laughs> um, you really do. So you're a pretty 
in my opinion, you present very knowledgeable about the field. What's one of the most challenging projects that you had to manage? Yeah. And how did you manage it? How did you get through that challenge? Well, we don't always have our projects from the beginning. Mm. Sometimes someone else had it and then you take it over mm. for whatever reason. See, did you like my PC just then? For <laughs> Whatever reason, now you are the owner of said project. That also means that you are walking into a team that is saying to themselves, why do we have, why are they here? We just had another project manager. We didn't vote on this. Why, why are they here? So it isn't so much the project that is the concern, it's the building of rapport with a new team that might not want you there. Real talk. Yeah. Like I said, this is so after hours. <laughs> so when that happens, you actually have to put your stake in the ground, as my sister would say, this is me. And this is a can of paint. Now, you know me from a can of paint. There are certain things that we are going to do together and certain things that I'm not going to tolerate. And I need to make sure that I set up those ground rules in the beginning. But you have to be that type of person that can handle whatever fallout might come out of that because they're not used to someone being strong in front of them. Right. Um, a example of that that I could give was I took over a project and I sent out the agenda, of course, a couple days in advance. I don't believe in having morning meetings. I think those are disgusting. So it was after 10 o'clock. <laughs> and I walk in. This was actually face-to-face. -face, so this was very pre-COVID. So it's face-to-face -face, and I see a room full of people with nothing in front of them. No pen, no paper, no nothing. I don't know these people. So I thought to myself, I guess this is how we get down here. Right. So I start presenting. I, I start talking about all the things that, that we have to do. And then they stop me, Katie, and they stop me. They're like, but where's, where's our agendas? Where's our pens? Where's our papers? And I said, oh, I guess they're still at your desk or in your inbox. I'll wait. Now, I know someone said, who in the heck does this chick think she is? And so someone was so bold as, as to say, well, our, our previous got all these things for us. It, it was all laid out. It was all prepared. And I said, well, with me, we're all going to be adulting mm -hmm. and I'll wait for you to get your things so that we can prepare. So I believe that if I had a folded, right, because you have two choices, either you fold into somebody else or they fold into you. What you can probably guess, Katie, is that I am not a folder. 
Right. <laughs> I don't do that. So when I have all of these people and they're saying, no, you need to do that. I'm like, uh, clutch my pearls. I'm not doing that. I will wait. But had I folded, I believe you would think that they are going to try to run me during the entire project. Yeah. I, I can't, I can't have it. I can't have it. So we actually won an award once they got past all of that. Right. But they had to take ownership for their piece. Now, one of the challenging parts, I would say, is that they were very high in the organization. So I believe that they were used to that control element I tell you what to do thing, Mm -hmm. but I believe that it was my name on that project charter. And next to that name, it said project manager. Right. (laughs) This is, this is me. And this is a can of paint. (laughs) So I see that. I can see how that was a challenge because yeah, you pretty much, it's like you're the, they, these guys could have, or these people could have been your bosses in the room right they could have been the one who hired you (laughs) and you're pretty much telling them go fetch your own pen (laughs) right I will wait (laughs) I will wait but what I also say is that we teach other people how to treat us oh yeah definitely so if I had folded and done that they would say ah I got her number Right. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be doing all of, all of these things. Mm-mm. Right. Mm-hmm. That's, what is that, that commercial when, when I'm Facebook first, first started and they, there was a lady who had all these pictures on the wall and her friends said, well, this is, this is my wall. And, and the other friend said, right. that's, that's not how any of this works. <laughs> That's not how any of this works. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> That's not how it works. I forgot about that commercial. <laughs> I love it. I love everything wow. about it. <laughs> any other questions but, for me? Um, I guess my other question would be, so I read your book, um, the book of Veronica, what I would have loved to have with it was like a workbook um, to kind of like, because it had, it, I mean, if, if anyone who, and I'm not just saying it because it's you, right? If any, it was user-friendly, it was very simple, but it was, it would be nice to have like a, a workbook that has like an outline, right? Ah. Blank spots, like fill the stand and Little parentheses, look, I'm planning, right? Little parentheses of, you know, what can go in this area. Because, yes, I read it. Yes, I understand. And I still reference it, um, especially when I'm doing projects. And it would be nice if I had, like, a little guide. Ah. Kind of like, you know, now I'm giving you work. <laughs> what do they say? Your wish is my command. I will put that together. I will definitely do that. I will share that the 
initial intent of that book, which is actually called the Book of Veronica, beyond the certification, because once you once you take take your test, people are expecting you to execute. Right. You know, right. it 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 isn't just your commas. It's not just the right. commas. What right. are you actually doing? So it's right. it's it's more of a behind the scenes thing things right. that your boss probably won't have time to tell you type of book. Right, right. But there's always right. an opportunity for another edition and right. always an opportunity to have a sister to that book. So I will definitely make that note and make it happen. So I will definitely do that. So challenge accepted, I hear. Challenge accepted. <laughs> Done deal. Done deal. Well, I am so overjoyed that we were actually able to get together. Thank you so much for, oh, for telling welcome. us Thank more. Oh, it is my, my absolute pleasure. Um, I do want people to be able to reach out to you if, if there is something that that they need. Please tell us how we'd be able to reach you. Sure. So for Brandon Kadian, um, you can reach me on kadianpainato.com. Also um, on IG and Facebook as Kadian Painato. And for Epiphany Relationship and Family Counseling, you can reach me at um, on Facebook and IG, Epiphany RFC, and website, epiphrfc.com. So any of those, any of those um, information, you can just reach out to me that way. Excellent, excellent. Well, I thank you so much for your time. It's been my absolute pleasure. And... Everyone, until next time, please click the like, subscribe, click the bell so that you know exactly when our next episodes are coming out. If you have any questions for us, please feel comfortable commenting. We are going to take a lot of our next content from the things that you post to us. So please feel comfortable doing that. Until next time, thank you so much for for being with us tonight. You have been listening to After Hours Conversations with Veronica, brought to you by Veronica Lane Consulting, LLC.